Welcome to the Next Level Brands podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Next Level Brands podcast, brought to you as always by the crew at nextlevelbrands.com. If you have a growing firm in food, beverage, or health and wellness, please check out services offered at nextlevelbrands.com. Workshops, founder coaching, fractional marketing, and sales resources are available, and a whole lot more. More information at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's. Take your brand to the next level with Next Level Brands. Hi, I'm Steve Clare. Glad to be with all of you today. We have another edition of our Round 2 shows. Round 2 is where we go back and catch up with a previous guest and their company to see how things have changed. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined again by Stephen Caldwell. Stephen is the founder and CEO of Rosty Stuffed Spuds and a CPG entrepreneur who has had a truly hockey stick rise. A foodie since the age of five and later self-taught chef, creating culinary experiences for friends and family has become Stephen's lifelong passion. While traveling abroad, he tasted a Swiss Rosti for the first time, immediately fell in love with it. When he returned home, he couldn't find them anywhere, so he created his own. They're crispy, shredded, filled potatoes. That's what a Rosti is. He wanted to share them with everybody, so he took them to market, kicked down the door in a very sleepy category, and if you've ever tried one, you'll know why he's in thousands of stores and at the top on QVC. Welcome back to the program, Steve. Steve, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Wow. It's just so many things have gone on. I believe when we recorded the first program, I think the pan- they acknowledged there was going to be a pandemic, but I don't think we'd had any shutdowns and stuff at, at that point in time. So, so it's been a while. You've been on the move. First of all, I didn't do a good enough explanation. Tell people what a Rosti is and how you found it. A Rosti, a Swiss Rosti, is a shredded, picture a stuffed hash brown. So shredded potatoes filled in the bottom of a pan, meats and cheeses and vegetables inside that, and then covered with shredded potatoes, fried on both sides. That's how I discovered it. And this was now seven, seven, eight years ago outside of country. And so it originated in the canton of Bern, Switzerland in the early 1800s as peasant food, where wives would do just that. There was a plethora of potato fields that they were surrounded by, and it was cheap, right? So they would do that. It would not only sustain the men in the fields all day, because they would hold leftovers from supper the night before. Sure. They fill them, right? It would not only sustain them, but it would bring friends and family around the table, Steve, similar to, to what it does to Lori and I and our kids and friends and family today. No change. <laughs> but it's like a stuffed hash brown and crispy deliciousness with, with all kinds of surprises inside. All right. So let folks know what you were doing before. And how did you decide that oh, I'm going to take this product to market? Uh, I've been a uh, serial entrepreneur all my life. I started out in the car business with my my father's dealership at the age of nine. I was one of only five children that never went on to college. And I just, I got the, I got the entrepreneurial bug, started washing cars for him at his dealership. Then I I sold cars only for a couple of months, did very well there. He promoted me to finance manager, but all along the way, Steve, I have been a foodie. Graham Kerr, Galloping Gourmet and all. Sure. uh, Julia Child, they have been my go-to mentors my whole life. Just the flamboyancy that Graham Kerr had on television and the yep. same with Julia when she was on camera. No, and you know, nobody can forget the the, the, <laughs> you know, the the chicken recipe, right? So that always stuck with me. So 
All through my travels of entrepreneurism and sales and marketing, I've always been grounded in the kitchen where I would always bring, you know, on Friday or Saturday night, I'd be planning on Sunday for the following weekend, my next dinner party and what I was going to make and how I was going to make it. And Lori was always like, you know, that seems like it's an over the top dish. Have you ever made it before? And I'm like, nope but I'm going to do it. And she goes in front of like 10 or 12 people. I go, Hey, it's, you know, no big deal, you know? And that was always my drive. And then I started traveling a lot throughout the United States and then out of country. And I would find the craziest things to eat in the most hole in the wall locales. I would use my Blackberry at the time to figure, you know, to, to jot notes down on what was right. inside what I was eating. Right. I would do everything I could to reconstruct it in my head on paper, on my Blackberry. And then I would come back and everybody would be waiting for me to get off the plane and, 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 you know, invite them to our next dinner party to see what <laughs> I was making next. So fast forward, I'm, I'm actually in South America and I was there for a, some business and heading out to South Africa. And there was a catered event in my honor by a company that was called Senor and Senora Bittata, Mr. and Mrs. Potato. So they come over to the, my old JV partner's home and they were doing the same thing as I described earlier, shredding potatoes, filling them with different meats and cheeses, covering them, frying on both sides. Steve, I've eaten a lot of places. But as simple as it sounds, it resonated with me. So I get back to Portland and I started passively looking. And it turns out that it actually had Swiss roots. And as I described back in the canton of Baron, Switzerland, this is a 200-year journey. I coined the phrase Swiss meets West. And <laughs> I set out on this journey to fill a potato. I went from an entree size down to a handheld, which is the best thing I've ever done, decided to do. And then through the Oregon State University Food Innovation Center here in Portland, Oregon, their incubator was able to assist Lori and I in October of 2018 to be able to create five flavors eight weeks later, launched at their winter tasting event in December 2018, signed 32 stores the next morning and had no idea how I was going to make them. And then fast forward, four weeks later, we're at Incubator Village in San Francisco in January of 2019. Get Best New Product in Incubator Village. Whole Foods signs us. Costco says, hey, whenever you're ready, we're ready. And, you know, the phone just started ringing, found a, found a production facility. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> yeah. and a crispy filled potato. <clears throat> so, okay. So for folks who may not be aware of how the whole departmental thing in conventional grocery and food works is... Frozen potatoes are basically dominated by tater tots. Correct. <laughs> right? It's right. And French fries of various shapes and sizes, whatever. Right. The kind of closest thing you get to anything is a little two pack of like half baked potatoes that have been all scraped out. And it looks like liquid put in there that because it's frozen, you can't. At any rate, not exactly the, the best food. So when you bring a product, first of all, you're bringing a product in that the buyer and those buyers haven't done a lot in a lot of years, right? They just figure out how many tater tots they want. Right. You know, you've got to bring education. You got enthusiasm. That's not a problem, mm -hmm. but is the golden moment when he or she actually tastes it and goes, Holy crap. Got to have this in my store. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. You get it in their mouth. If they taste it, they will come. Okay. It is one of those things when before COVID, just pre COVID, when we were in store demos and we were just launching, Steve, Lori and I go into a store. Uh, we started bringing two cases of each flavor. So, an additional six cases of five cartons each on dry ice underneath our table. They would then add another 20%, knowing that we would have a demo that day. And what I, what killed me is they would always schedule it for Friday or Saturdays because we get there 
on a four-hour demo, as soon as they smell it and the air fryer is going and people are walking by and Lori's got them cut into tastings, you know, it gets in their mouth. She walks them to the frozen, to the, to the, to the freezer door. It's one of these, you get it in their mouth and they are sold. And it's just an experience that's never been done before. We're first to market. We actually hold two patents on a filled potato, which is crazy. Everybody said I was crazy to do that too. So I, I've been called worse things, but it's, it's really about, they taste it, they buy it, they love it. They continue to rebuy it. That's just how it works. And thank God we're back in stores doing hot demos because- oh, yeah. You yeah, know, because that was a loss. Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah huge, huge loss. And it's tough to describe it over a Zoom call, right? Smell of vision no. is not quite. I could just, I, you know, it was one of the expos, whatever. And we had we had done the show and I was walking with some clients and I said, you know, that is going to be one of the most successful products ever. And the guy goes, well, how do you know that? I said, look at the line. This is a show full of foodies. And everybody is serving something and he has a line. You and Lori were like, you know, just <laughs> it's incredible. And it's like, I didn't even, I sort of waved because I, I can't go stand, I can't put any more pressure on it. But, exactly. but that that really is, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, so these guys are hardcore, whether they're gourmet or, you know, vegetarian, whatever they, it doesn't matter. They all have some semblance of this. I'm a foodie person and they're standing in line. So, so that work, that works out for sure. So you mentioned OSU and, you know, we, we talked to those folks and a little bit about the program and stuff. Did you, I mean, what you got from there was, uh, you know, learning about basically a new industry for you, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. From, yeah. from stem to stern, Steve, I, I have never, you know, I made that leap of faith and I said, Hey, listen, I'm willing to do this. I'm not doing anything right now. We will be in your kitchen, but I need to, I need to know if this is a pipe dream, a hobby, or just a passion that's not going out outside my front door. And so <laughs> they jumped on the bandwagon with me. Lori and I were there almost every day for eight weeks in ideation, working with their food scientists, which are amazing. They're chefs. And then of course the director, Sarah Massoni, Everybody was such a dream boats to work with, and they got us to the finish line. They got us to flavors that we then made 750 of them by hand. Lori and I did, took them to that first show, quartered them, went through almost 4,000 tastings, samples in two and a half days, and that's how it all started. And that's just, you know, it, it, you have to be all in, Steve, and that's what I've always done and everything else I've done. I knew this would be no different, but it was definitely uncharted waters in my book. Since you and I did the first show, Steve, I mean, you, the business has expanded. It's, it's been very successful. I want to talk about a couple, make sure we talk about a couple of things. The first one is, let's talk about QVC. Now, how the hell did that happen? And selling a frozen stuffed potato on QVC uh, not, would not be my first go-to. What, what's the story behind that? It, it, it was just incredible. We're at Fancy Food. So we leave Incubator Village in January. We're still not on shelves yet when we exhibit for the first time with our own real booth at Fancy Food New York 2019. Um, so we've got all of our boxes set up. We haven't hit shelves yet. We didn't hit shelves till August 15th, 2019. So two, two months later. And QVC and their executives walked by because they're based in uh, in West in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Phil, uh, outside of Philadelphia. So them and their executives walked by. They taste it. They come back and they said, this is really amazing. We've never tasted anything like this before. I said, well, it's never been done before. Lori and I are the first ones to create it. They said, wow, you know, you've got a good voice. And uh, I mean, have you been on TV before? I said, I have been freelance in my other life. And they said, well, how would you like to go on the show with your own product? And we'll put you on In the Kitchen with David, which is the number one show on QVC. And I said, when would we do that? And they said, no, we'd like to do it in October for the fall season, get ready for the holidays. 
So it took a couple of months to negotiate back and forth on what that would look like. And so about six and a half, seven weeks after we hit shelves, I fly back to Philadelphia. Lori's in the green room. We go on in the kitchen with David and we sell out. And that was the first of over 50 shows that I've done now in just under three years. That's pretty amazing. All right. I have to ask, how do you fulfill that? How does that, how does that happen physically? I mean, I'm watching on TV. I look at the stuff you guys are tasting. I'm going, oh, I see the cheese. I want to order it. How does that work? Exactly. So what happens is this, and I have got the best partners and agents in, in, in all of QVC. We've got the number one agency that represents us. They've been at QVC and actually hold an office in their studios for the last 30 plus years. And thank goodness they were the ones that discovered us as well for representation. But what happens is we forecast this out. We work with the buyers. Once they figure out what, what offering, like it's, you know, a, a, you know, nine raclette, nine, three cheese or an 18 yeah. combo or 18 or whatever, whatever the, whatever the format is, then they, they will order enough for, you know, one to three airings. And typically it's about $75,000 worth of retail that, that we will sell through in seven to nine minutes. It's just <laughs> mind blowing. And we've just been doing that. As a matter of fact, I was just, I was just back and forth securing the next two airings. So that will be in the next couple of weeks. So, and so we, we, they, they let us know well enough in advance to give, you know, my partners at our own production facility in California enough heads up to, to be able to produce it. We ship it, but they fulfill everything. There's no way in the world that I'm going to take on that gorilla. I literally get on air. I do my thing. They sell and everything else behind the scenes is all taken care of within 24 to 48 hours, shipped directly to the customer on dry ice. Right. Done. Excellent. So, so we're talking about all the good things. Uh, I want to spend a couple of minutes, the last couple of years, talk about some of the challenges, Steve, you've had to, to do. It, it hasn't all been straight uphill. Oh, my gosh. Challenges with a capital C and ends with a capital S and everything in, in the middle. It has been challenging not only with COVID, with potato supply, with not great potato crops. 80% of our product is potato. What I've learned since the young age of nine, my dad always told me, build relationships first, okay? The dollars will always take care of themselves, but you need relationships first. And so early on, I built relationships with growers, suppliers, potato processors, and all of the above. So we've gotten through it, but it hasn't been without challenges. Supply chain logistics, just getting product to shelf, which we've been lucky enough to be able to fulfill all of that knock on wood to date. And so that, that has all been great. Another thing is we had an amazing run with our, you know, current or with our old joint venture partner that came on board in November of 2019. And, you know, it's, it's never rosy in any business. And when you think everything's going great, you know, you get a wake up call. We had a, we had a, what I call a come to Jesus meeting about a year ago. And they said, remember when I said we were going to fund you all the way through to, 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 to buy out? I said, yes. They said, well, that's not going to happen. And I said, well, what's up? And, you know, it's kind of like, well, you're growing faster than we thought. I said, well, I told you we would do that. And they said, yeah, well, we kind of didn't believe it. So as we continue to move on, put a lot of pressure on us, you know, we start looking to raise capital and we, you know, then there's deadlines and then there's, you know, there's constraints on what you can do and what you can't do because there's no more, you know, money funneling it and trying to work on cash flow and everything else. It was just a very stressful, but learning period of time. 
and back to the relationships. And this went on, you know, almost a year, you know, we're still having good velocities. We're not growing. We, 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 we tabled our growth and our expansion into banners. I wanted to launch an RTE, a ready to eat product and food service a year and a half ago. That was all tabled. QVC was toned down. It was just really one of these moments where I'm like, you know, this company is Lori's and my baby. Okay. And we're, we've surrounded ourselves with people who are much smarter than we are that we really trust, but you know, it still takes money. Right. And so at the, at the, at the, at the 11th hour, you know, they were pulling the plug April one and the 11th hour in March, you know, we were, we were on a zoom call, Steve, and I've got my team on, I got the JV team on, I've got seven or eight or nine people on a call like this. Yep. And the one thing came out was from one of my partners, people said, well, what happens if we don't raise the money? Will the stores let us sell through it or do we have to buy it all back? And before he could even oh my God. comment on it, oh. a guy from my side says, Oh no, this happens all the time. I was in, you know, I was in the corporate world for 30 years. Now it happens all the time. Now let's just sell through it. And they just fold the company. And then, you know, this it's just one of these things that happens. I literally was sitting here and my face, I didn't say anything. And they literally about a minute goes by and somebody says, oh, I, I don't know if Steven's audio is on. And they're looking at me on Zoom. You know how you do your scripting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, I heard every word you said. I'm going to sign off now. I'll get back to you. And I hung up. And back to my relationships, there have been people in all of the pitches. We did 22 pitches to private equity groups, friends and family, big VCs, small equity groups, all in the CPG, some not in CPG that might want to get into the CPG. But it was kind of muddy, you know, this whole relationship between me and my partner and then bringing in a third party. And they're like, there's no there's no more. You know, there's no more meat on the bone, but we love you. We love your passion. We love this product. We love everything about it. And over the last year, I've met people at shows that resonate with me. I keep their card. I reach back out to them. I, I, I started building relationships with people that said, hey, if you're ever looking for a partner, let me know. And I just found something or that 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 energy, that that fire inside of me when I hung up. I, I'm feeling it right now, what I was feeling at that time. When I hung up and I told Lori, we got to do this on our own. She said, well, we pitched to 22 people. Nobody's coming. I said, that, that, that's never felt right to me anyway. And within, within about 10 days, I raised the money to buy out my partner. I sent him a buy-sell agreement <laughs> 48 hours later. He calls me going, what the hell is this? And I said, yeah, it's, it's, a, it, back. Yeah, it's, a, sell, it's a sell agreement. Exactly. You should probably sign it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So back and forth and I've got, we've got an amazing legal team. She's amazing. This, this, this woman that is just rocks, rock star in this community. And, and she put it all together. And I went to bed May 31st with the ink just drying. And we woke up June one debt free. Uh, and with, you know, with, with, and within those six weeks between me doing that and signing the papers, I rebranded behind the scenes. I, I told my creative team, okay, we're moving forward with this. I need a rebrand before fancy food in New York. And they're like, that's not going to happen. And I go, yes, it is. Make it happen. So within six weeks, we rebranded the Rusty Stuff Spuds, went back into the studio, reshot, launched at Fancy Food Show in New York. We closed one of the, well, a, a large national C store chain in 608 of their Midwest stores, hugely successful in the month for a limited time offer in the month of July and August. And I mean, it, it, it's just ever since the paper was signed, Steve. <laughs> 
there have been opportunities that just don't stop to recognize what these crispy filled pucks of potato perfection are, 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 are just resonating to. Let me get you to go back for a little bit, Steve. The rebranding. Was the rebranding driven by the legal implications and the sale, or was it driven by, I'm not sure I can keep telling people what Swiss Rosti is, I don't have time. Bingo! You hit it on the second try, Steve. <laughs> Explaining. I've got it down to about a minute and 13 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swiss yep. Rosti is. But you know what? That's a minute and 12 seconds longer than I have typically on any given day, even that. Okay. Lori and I are at Whole Foods here in North Portland when they finally opened up to do hot tastings again in in late April. And and I told her, I said, you know what? We're going through this whole buyout thing. We're getting our company back, baby. But I said, it has been such a distraction trying to explain people the love story that our box, you know, that our, our retail carton explains a love story, the Swiss Rosti and Baron Switzerland and all this stuff and Swiss meets West. But the bottom line is, we have decided we we needed to get into mainstream. We did it. We spent a bunch of money last year on who our customer is. They're moms 24 to 49 with kids at home, and they're looking for something fast, go-to, but still healthy, right? And, right? and more and more, the potatoes are more of a slow burn for athletes and this and that. They're all clean label, non-GMO clean label, certified gluten-free, 110 calories or less, and they're loaded with cheese and everything else. There really are truly, you know, without a tongue-in-cheek, there's some health benefits to it, and, and moms love it. So we wanted to go mainstream. And Lori and I are standing there. I said, we, we, we've got to change the name. We're, we're making all these strides right now. We need to change. It's got to be like stuff something. And she goes, spuds. And I go, that's it. We literally, in the middle of handing a sample to somebody, we went, stuff spuds. So we rebranded Rosty Stuff Spuds with the new packaging. You know, being able to see that on shelf when people walk by instead of what a Rosty is, they're going to see Stuff Spuds with that new lifestyle shot right in front of you, not those knockout pictures yeah. anymore, where it's sitting on a plate, ooey gooey, and it's potatoes. They can literally see it's it's that five by five rule. Five feet away in five seconds, can they tell what it is? And they can. We did case studies. We did all the shows, and everybody's like, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We're not just natural foods. We're everywhere, and that's our goal, is to get on shelf everywhere. There's not a frozen potato. Frozen potatoes, Steve, are the highest traffic, especially post-COVID. It's the highest traffic center store in the whole store are frozen potatoes. Yeah. I, I, I challenge you to go in any frozen potato set today, anywhere in this country, you're not going to find any of them fully stocked because of the supply chain. No. Oh, no, 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 they're not. It's, yeah, if, you, if you're lucky... It's, you know, Orida is in stock and the other one's out or the other one's in, and, you know, yeah, exactly. And there's always something that's, that's missing. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and we hit the it factor. We are, we are a, we are, you know, 80% potato, but it's got a filling in it. And we, I always say with the, the, the potato being the vehicle, we have an infinite number of culinary experiences to create across all cultures. And we've got so much more coming out than the, than the flavors we have. But yes, Rosty Stuff Spuds, that's how it happened. The next morning, I told my creative team, rebrand it, get in the studio now. We need all, we need new tabletops. We need new back banners for fancy food. And then of course we get out there naturally, naturally New York chooses us as one of the top five finalists in the country to do the pitch event in front of 600 people at fancy food in June <laughs> at the show. Right. And we win, we win best brand in America. It's great. Foods. I've yeah, I remember sending you the congratulatory note. Yes, on you that. did. I like, remember you know, that, Steve. In, in, in New York, you made it now for sure. Yes. One of the things, Steve, is is you know, I, I often think this is disconnect with 
particularly and not, you know, I, I, I'm not putting anybody down here, but with, with buyers and particularly some of the people in retail that when a, when a product has been processed in some way, so whether it's frozen potatoes or dried fruit or whatever else, they sometimes forget that this stuff actually has to be grown. Exactly. <laughs> this was a living thing not that long ago. And that, you know, and that things like the potato crop you were talking about. And we had a situation this year with cherries. It's a yep. short crop. Well, guess what? You just can't go out and make more of them. It's right. not, you know, these things are going to reflect in your, you know, in what you can buy and when and all of that. But one thing about going through that, the whole pandemic thing and the, the supply chain, a little bit lucky was better to be a frozen product than refrigerated because refrigerated challenges were oh, huge. twice, five times what frozen is huge. because you've got no margin of error. You're talking days. The clock starts ticking. You know, so that we all got through that is is pretty amazing. I love stuff spuds because yeah, you're right. It's so easy, and you do the photography. It shows what it's supposed to be. You don't even have a translation thing to worry about, right? Because it doesn't matter if I don't speak English. I can see what that is, and by the way, it it, it looks good, so it should work out. Let's talk for a minute, real quick. Channel going over different channels. So you got QVC, whatever. You're in traditional grocery, natural channel then into conventional grocery. Let's talk about C-stores and how that all worked. It, this all, and I, I, I'm what I would refer to myself, and I've been told this before, as a visionary. When we first started, we launched August 15, 2019. I then commit to spend money to go to the NAC show, the National Association of Convenience Stores in Atlanta yep. in October, a week before I go on QVC. This is all happening within six to eight weeks of even starting this company. And Lori said, why are we going to a convenience store? You know, are they going to have these on the roller at 7-Eleven? And I said, not a roller. It'll be in the hot case, though. I guarantee it. So when we were at Fancy Food New York, there was a hot case, convenience store hot case, family-owned company. They make custom hot cases for convenience stores all over the country. They come to our booth and said, hey, if we got you a, if you could, if we gave you an N 10 by 10 of our 10 by 40 booth at the next show, would you serve your Rosties at, out of a hot case? Because it would be so much more unique than hot dogs. We've been doing hot dogs for 30 years. And I said, sure. So we go back there. And one of the heads of one of the largest convenience stores in the country, vice president, walks up and says, I'm not even supposed to be here, but I just tasted this. He said, these would be rock stars in convenience stores. I go, that's why we're here. <laughs> what did I say about relationships? COVID hits. I follow up with them, follow up with them, follow up with them. We get to a point of maybe developing it. But, you know, as it turns out, hindsight, we weren't ready. And with COVID hitting, that gave us a table or, a, you know, tabling of this for me to take the time to really develop an RT. You could pull it back a little bit. Yeah, right. Pull it back right. a little bit and really do my own in the kitchen, smaller, flatter, with different fillings and this and that. And long story short is that relationship continued to manifest. And on June and May, right after we we shook hands and signed papers, I get a call that says, okay, now we're ready. I get a hold of my new partners, my new production facility, who, by the way, are now our partners. So we're, we have strategic, strategic every, partners. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Everybody on this team plays a role in this company. So nobody can say, hey, we got a better deal with some other pr- food. You're out. We're not going to make your food anymore. I make it. I'm not greedy, right? Uh, it's, 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 if everybody has a little bit of, all, you know, of all of it, everybody's going to work to the, to the, to the goal, right? So they said, we'll make them. And I said, what are you going to do? They said, we're going to do two to a boat. They launched in the Midwest. They give us a PO 
for a couple hundred thousand bucks. So this is going to last eight weeks. We produce it. We ship it. It goes live the 1st of July, ahead of the holiday weekend. We landed it in their distributor on the 30th, just like they requested or were required us to do. Their food service, bag in a box, frozen, put them in a turbo chef, put them in a grab and go, hot case, and they're off to the races. July 6th, hair on fire phone calls. We're sold out. We need another couple of hundred thousand. (laughs) Hair on fire on the 11th of July. We're sold out. Hair on fire. This goes on and on and on. So, and they they not only took one flavor, they took two flavors, their breakfast set and their lunch set, and two to a boat that they were doing, and it resonated big time. And they were basically a stuffed hash brown. They called them spud kicks by stuffed spuds. I mean, everything about it gave us the traction that we are now running full page at full page ads in the next show magazine. It just hit last week. And then in the and then the show magazine for the month of October, another full page ad. Lori and I will be leaving Expo East in Philadelphia on the first breakdown, fly late that night, head to Vegas, and we're in meetings the next three days with convenience stores. And to be able to have that success story under our belt within six or eight weeks of going to the show, oh, we have yeah. proven. We have proven it. It is a absolute rock solid because people love. Stuffed hash browns. Everybody in convenience stores and and some of the major fast food chains have always tried to figure out how do you stuff a hash brown. We would love egg and sausage and cheese inside of a hash brown, right? Into a handheld. Well, guess what? We've done it. We're creating more breakfast. And there's just like I said before, there's so many new flavor profiles we're putting together at C stores, and it's easy, right? No slotting fees, no promos, nothing. Bag in a box. You support them. You produce an amazing product like we do. We launched a ham and Swiss. Ham and Swiss and jalapeno and a Swiss and jalapeno. They blow your mind and they are so delicious. And the profiles go so well together with a nice, crispy, salty potato bite. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a great, I mean, it's a great channel because they will do innovative things. Uh, you know, they're not quite as staid as some of the larger, uh, in a larger conventional exactly. uh, getting into it. And, and, and it really works. And people don't realize how many say, well, it's a convenience store. How many can you sell? Well, they get a lot of traffic. And there's a lot, oh, yeah. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of doors. So you're, yeah. you're dealing with that, you know, all the way around. And if you can have something, a product promotion at the pump or whatever, that gets That's somebody exactly to come in one more time. At the pump, And they were just flooding into these stores yeah. and yeah. they could not keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is just, a, just amazing. A lot of, a lot of fun, which that leads to a whole bunch of other things, food service wise. Absolutely. Or, hotels, you know, cruise ships. I mean, you know, it's just, a, 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 you know, once the technique and the formulation that you had to do to get that to work in the, you know, in, in the turbo ovens and stuff. I mean, that's, you know, really important. Exactly. It works out. So let me ask you real quick about what you mentioned, the potato crop. So what happened with potatoes this year? It just wasn't a great crop. You know, it, they, well, I, I should say they've seen better. But again, the relationship I built over the last four or five years I was able to call my go-to, you know, my, my, my gal Friday at our production facility, processing facility. And I said, hello, I'm ready for my forecast. And it's because of the relationship that I built with them. They, 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 they could have sold out to anybody, right? But they take my call. Uh, we went through, I think, 200,000 pounds the first year. The second year, we did about 600,000 pounds. Over the last year, we've done about 900,000 pounds. With the channels that we're in now with convenience, with mainstream, right, uh, right. Bandits, oh, yeah. natural, and QVC, 
guess what the number I forecasted for the next 12 months from now? And I just solidified it last week. Three, uh, one and a half million. Three and a half million pounds. Three and a half million. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, in, 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 a, in, a, in a environment where they're, they're saying, no, we'll give you this much. You got to work with this much. We got it. It's because I truly appreciate everybody along the way. I've always been the one that never wanted my title on a card. We, our, 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 our new board finally said, you got to put something on there. You can't just put your name. Somebody's got to know. And I go, that always leads to, you know, you know, treating me differently or whatever, having that weird feeling, right? If it says CEO or president. So we agreed to say founder. That's okay. I'm, right. I'm, I was you can't, you can't escape that. No. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, without them, without them, everybody has a piece in this. The people that we get our flow wrap from, the people we get our case, you know, corrugate from. I have sure. just relationships with all of them. First name basis, head buyers at all the major banners in the country. I've got cell phones on my phone. They typically call me, you know, they'll call me on a weekend. I'll take their call. They'll take my call. I just love this industry. And I love doing everything I can to do whatever we can to get these velocities up and continue to grow and, you know, and, and just continue to expand in, in a, such a re, well-receiving, you know, group of, you know, group of people here in this country. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of fun. Steve, you know, I know you're busy as hell. I want to thank you for taking the time to come back again and share more of the story with us. And maybe somewhere down the line, we'll do a, we'll do a three, three Pete and catch up when you're at 10 million pounds potatoes. You can just, you got to start buying some fields out here in, in Boise. You need, you need to do that. You know, go, go vertical. You can't, you know, just exactly. start growing them. You know, we, we, we generally get to close the show with the words to grow by. And what I, what, what I want to do is to, to reemphasize, because I think it's so important. I'm going to save you. You've already hit it, which is build relationships first. Your, your dad's thing that those are words to grow by for sure in, sure. in, in going forward. And you've proven that. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So if you want to use that, you can, it's very important. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 and I thank you for having me on the show. I would, you know, words to grow by. I would also say, Steve, you know, always admit that, you know, what you don't know. Okay. And truly yeah. surround yourself with people that, truly no more than you do because you need to lean on them. They, you need to, you, you know, utilize their expertise because I've got the drive. I've got the skill set to create and to be able to promote. And Lori and I can go out there and do what we do. But the, 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 the true magic happens behind the scene with the team that we've been able to put together just since May 31st. And from before that we were able to continue. With. Right. But it, it's just it's just one of these things. Admit you know what you don't know, and be humble to that because there's there, there's too many egos. My dad said, you know, you know, never, you know, you know, never, never go after the ego. Go by go by results and customer satisfaction. There's no room for ego, right? And and I've I've always I've always lived by that. I'm That's pretty awesome. Learning. You have to learn every oh, single day. That's one of the great things about this business is you do learn something every day if you're paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. something going on. Well, hey, thanks again, Steve, for taking the time to be with us. It's really great. Everybody, try your stuffed spuds. You can find them out there on most of your major stores. You can certainly buy them on QBC if you want, and uh, but you got to try them. Your first one will not be your last one, I guarantee you. Thanks so much, Steve. Steve, thank you. Best to you and your family. And, and by the way, thanks to everybody out there for joining us today. 
Thanks as well to nextlevelbrands.com for production assistance. We're always grateful for feedback and comments we get. If you have an idea for a show topic or a special guest, please feel free to reach out and let us know. I'm Steve Clear. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.